you know, anyone can give a performance, but to live a life that you're really just a genuine, really cool human. So in a lot of ways, my book is how not to be an asshole and how to uh, get rid of assholes and boundary yourself from them if you have to encounter them, because people will try to intimidate you. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor, Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. My next guest here is someone who works specifically with marketing and self-development. There was one thing he said that really stood out. He said, the world needs givers right now. And I thought that's so true. What an amazing opportunity right now that we have to give more, to go deeper. His name's Joe Polish, and he's got a new book out called What's In It For Them. In other words, he said, the book is really how not to be an asshole. And I'm like, great, I, I already love it, man. I'm going to pick it up. It's out now. Pick it up. We dive deeper into what it means to be a giver, what it means to stay away from those people that really just want to take and not give the, the first chapter is titled, How Are They Suffering and How Can I Help? Just that first chapter itself, I'm thinking, wow, that that is really how you can start a business, how you can go all in on social media and just think, wow, this, uh, this is how I'm going to show up. So I really love that. And he also talks about dominoes, which dominoes fell first that really caused you to start growing in the direction that you're going right now. And I thought that's, that's interesting, man. And also the opposite, like which dominoes fell first to get you to where you are now in a negative way. So you can go back and kind of reverse and find out where did, where did it go wrong and how can we do better? This is a fun one. If you've never heard of Joe Polish, you can check him out on joepolish.com. We talk about his amazing genius network his book, his connections to all of these great people. You're going to enjoy this one. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts. This time I've got Joe Polish with me. Joe, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Tristan. Great to be here. Thanks for doing this. I Look, I haven't read your whole book uh, and, and I, I just started it. I'm actually about one-tenth of the way through. All right. So not very far in. Yeah. But what I've what I've gotten so far is I'm impressed by it because this is something that comes up a lot in our world because we tend to go around this question. What's in it for me? Your book is titled What's in it for them? But the question is always being thought of. And so I'll give you an example. Let's say I have a great idea and I go up to somebody and I'm like, hey, this is a great idea. And let's do this and that. And then the first thing they think is like, hmm, what's in it for me? Or how much money am I going to make? What's the bottom line? What's this going to look like for me right. a year from now, two years from now? And so that got me thinking. I was, I was like, this is this is so important, man. You you took on what Dale Carnegie was saying in his book, which is like, let's influence people and let's make friends with them this way. But you're like saying, hey, hold, hold on just a second. Let's make sure that the right people. <laughs> yeah. Which is beautifully said. I didn't think about that. Tell me more about that part. Well, you know, so, and I love Dale Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, I even went to one of the Dale Carnegie trainings when I was a um, dead broke carpet cleaner trying to figure out how to make my business work in my early 20s. That's where I came from. And I was also very disconnected uh, kid growing up. I mean, I had a, a pretty crazy childhood. I uh, my mother died when I was four. My father never remarried. I never saw uh, a model of uh, healthy uh, relationships. I was, you know, um, I was abused uh, sexually and physically as a kid. Uh, I lived in a lot of shame. I was shy. I was introverted. I certainly didn't know how to go out and win friends and influence people. So I learned a lot through reading. I learned a lot through uh, listening to audios. I mean, even, uh, you know, Earl Nightingale's. Um, first uh, program, you know, Strangest Secret and Lead the Field, all these old school things that many people, depending on how long they've been around, if they've heard these things, I would um, listen to 
and uh, how to win friends and influence people, uh, this book, What's in it for them, would not exist had Dale Carnegie not written his book. And I, I, I even say it in my book. I mean, I recommend that book. Everyone would be well served to read it. And I also felt it needed uh, a bit of an upgrade because we now live in a world which has become increasingly uh, narcissistic and ego-based and focused on me mm-hmm. and a lot of veneering and, and and a lot of stuff, you know, even the, the whole concept of influencer, you know, influencer marketing, influencer. I mean, what the hell does that mean? I mean, what, what are you trying? Everyone can influence somebody. You could yell at someone and influence them every, you know, <laughs> I always say to people, think of selling as influence. Think of marketing as storytelling. And we're always influencing, but are we influencing in things that are good for us in the right way? Are we trying to build our ego and do social status climbing, or are we focused on growth and being useful to people? Mm. And there's a lot of quote unquote thought leaders, uh, but any idiot can come up with a thought. I mean, you can steal other people's thoughts and a lot of people do, and they present them as their own, or you can be a result leader. And so I prefer people that are result leaders and people that become well-known, not because they just rig or game the system, uh, but because they're actually putting out useful value into the world that people like. And, and being useful doesn't come from what you perceive or what I think is useful. It comes from what the person that you are talking to uh, is useful to them, because all of us have different definitions of, of success and what it actually means uh, to a certain person. And so. Uh, how to win the right friends and influence the right people is the premise of my book. Because, you know, Zig Ziglar, who I've met before, I spent an hour on a couch with Zig Ziglar years ago when uh, the marketer Dan Kennedy, uh, I drove him to an event in his car because he didn't want to drive. And I, I got to, I got to know Dan. And Dan's, Dan's a bit of a character. And th- this is, uh, you know, right when I was first learning marketing. So this must have been around 90. 1994 where what city what state this is in phoenix phoenix arizona nice. yep and um which is where i still live uh, so i have an office in tempe so phoenix area i live in scottsdale i do all my genius network events in in tent my office in tempe arizona and then once a year we do a big annual event in scottsdale and all that sort of stuff and so um zig had this very good line which is you can Get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. They want. There's a caveat to that, though, and my my buddy Martin Howie uh, shared this with me. You can help a lot of people get what they want that won't do a damn thing for you, and some of them will abuse you. Some of them will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And 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 the challenge if you're a giver is, in uh, in a giver is the best way to be. You know, I mean Adam Grant, who I know personally, he wrote the book, uh, you know, Give and Take. He talks about givers matchers and takers uh, is how he defines the people that just give people that are matchers they're going to give because they want something in return and then there's takers that are just takers and um, so if you're a giver and I certainly am a giver and this book is written to help people be better boundary givers and it's actually written to uh, repel and offend people that are takers uh, unless they have enough uh, possibility for concern and care and empathy and usefulness in the world that they want to be less of a taker and they want to be more effective at at, at getting uh, what they want in life by helping other people get what they want, but picking the right people. And see, I only want to have relationships with people that want to have relationships with me. I don't want to work on a relationship. I just want to find relationships that work, uh, even though all relationships require maintenance and work and care and if you're if you are a giver you are a target for takers and so you know a lot of people when they first see the title they think i'm just writing a book about how to network and how to connect and networking is kind of like a an old word Mm -hmm. Uh, i refer to it now as genius networking uh where Mm -hmm. A genius network is a network of people that have skills and capabilities. I I never would call myself a genius. I mean, that would sound egotistical and arrogant. And frankly, I have people in, even though I have a company called Genius Network, I have people in my group that are way more intelligent and capable than me in different areas. But all of us have skills and capabilities in particular areas that we have honed, that we have developed, or that we're continually developing that are useful to the world that can operate as dominoes. And so I'm always on the lookout for how to be a first domino 
what in, in different situations and different people require different things. And there's a, a difference between, um, you know, uh, just social calibration in different areas. Uh, like many people have drank beer. Many people have gone to church, but you don't drink beer in church. Okay. <laughs> so there's, yeah, so there's, you know, there's situational behavior and then there's situ situational ethics. And I want people that to maintain ethics everywhere, but you may change your situational behavior. Like you may tell one of your buddies a dirty joke, but you're probably not going to go to someone's, you know, Thanksgiving dinner and meeting their grandma for the first time and tell her the same <laughs> dirty joke, right? And yeah. so people that try to act like they're acting the same all the time are kidding themselves. You can act differently situationally with your behavior, but your ethics should be strong and they should be, you know, valuable. And if you are a ethical giving person and you have to encounter a taker, unethical, intimidating person, how do you deal with those people when do you choose to let them into your world when, how, how do you navigate it and so uh, yeah. i did a, a real deep dive in all the things that i've done in my career and in my life that have worked and i share the things that are the best dominoes the best methodologies the best philosophies the best strategies that have not only worked for me but i uh, that i know work for other people and also a cautionary tale here's the mistakes i've made here's some of the stuff i've done and you know one of the biggest mistakes i made was uh devoting like god i mean thousands of hours of my tammy which is what i call what you can spend uh time attention money effort and energy on the wrong people mm. and if i would have devoted that same giver energy to people that actually cared about me and respected me it would have been a lot better. Like, you know, like I, I saw one of your videos where you talk about how you've been married with two kids for over 20 years and, you know, how, you know, living a life of, um, you know, some people live a life of reaction, right? And I like the difference between the word react and respond. You know, when I was in active addiction, I was reacting to life. When my life is working, it's when I'm responding to life. If I'm working with people that are what I call elf, easy, lucrative, and fun versus people that I call half, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. <laughs> you, you react when you're dealing with half. When you're dealing with stuff that you're really aligned with, um, you know, you're dealing with, with elf. Dude, I like that. I have a question about the thousand hours you said you spent with Tammy. What, what, is the, what does the acronym stand for? Uh, time, attention, money effort and energy. So those are the things that you can spend, you know, so oftentimes if you don't have any money, but you want to connect with someone, you can give them your time. You could give them your attention. You could give them your energy. You can give effort. You know, I work out at a gym here in Arizona. I have several gym memberships, but one of them, uh, the, there's a, there's a big thing on the wall. It's a place called mountainside fitness. Okay. And uh, Tom, I, I, I know the guy that started the gyms met him years ago when he, before he even opened up his first gym, he was roommates with a buddy of mine. And I remember him sitting at a kitchen table, sketching out his plan for building his first gym. And now, you know, he built this whole empire of, of, of gyms here in the Phoenix area. Wow. And, uh, it, it, you know, effort is your responsibility, which is something that's on the walls at, so good. at his gym. And, you know, effort is your responsibility. And, um, you know, you, you can put that into relationships. You can put that into your health. You can put that into your, your career, your business, your, your, your role as a, a parent, as a, as a friend, as a community leader. Uh, yeah. Dude, I like that. I mean, that goes across the board. Energy is also your responsibility. Interesting, right? Exactly. Yeah. All of them are. Because what is responding yeah. to life? It is responding with ability. And so, like, you know, I talk about everyone should have a genius network. Any problem in the world can be solved with the right genius network. And what I mean is that um, any problem, challenge, or opportunity, if you can tap into a network of people with skills and capabilities you can solve it. You can make, you can eliminate many problems or at least lessen them. And so, you know, Tristan, like the two things that I think about constantly are connection and reducing suffering uh, for what I provide, or at least attempt mm -hmm. to provide to my clients through my books, through my podcasts, through my 
work. You know, I have an addiction recovery foundation called Genius Recovery for people that struggle with addiction. You know, and, and we just it's an educational platform because one of my biggest goals is I want to change the global conversation about how people view and treat addicts with compassion instead of judgment and find the best forms of treatment that have efficacy and share that with the world. So I use my marketing and connection abilities in order to 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 fuel and fund the work that I do in the recovery area, because what a waste it would be to have developed all these marketing skills just so I can sell more stuff to people. It's, it's, that that helps. Uh, What I really want though, is I want to help, you know, people to connect with themselves first so that they can connect with others. Cause the, Mm. the, the big message behind all this book is you can go out and meet people and that's the number one thing, you know, how do you meet all these people? Cause you know, you obviously you do a Google search. You can see me with all kinds of famous people and all that stuff, but that is yeah. not the pursuit. My, my goal is not status climbing and telling people, you know, take a picture next to a famous person that doesn't, that doesn't really result in anything except maybe oh. boosting your ego. What, what really matters is, are you connected with yourself? I mean, I, I feel better oftentimes in the middle of a 30 minute you know, 30, not 30 minutes, but like if I'm in an hour long yoga class and about halfway through and it's really like, ugh, you know, it's like there's something about the connection and the physicalness that just feels really good. So uh, that that does more for me than most business deals would do. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, two things that you you glided over that I want to dive deeper on. Number one. You have multiple gym memberships? What the hell? What? Yeah, well, yeah, I have. I, well, it's funny too. At my house, I have a Peloton. I have a Tonal. Uh, I have a gym at my office. We have a Vasper machine there. We have weights, these beautiful weights <laughs> at this guy, Watson Gym, based on Charles Poliquin, who was one of the most Dude. successful strength coaches in the world, was one of my Genius Network members. And he had these designed, these like incredible dumbbell sets that are all branded with Genius Network. And you know, uh, artists for addicts, which is one of my projects. And, uh, it's, it's really funny. Uh, but if you think about, there's a saying, it's a proverb, uh, you know, he or she who has their health has a thousand dreams. He or she who does not have their health has only one, you know, the reason we're me and you are sitting there talking right now is because we're not laid up in a hospital bed. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so gym memberships uh, in the scheme of things, uh, you know, people think, you know, health is expensive. I mean, try, 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 try being sick. You know, my, my, my girlfriend, uh, wonderful human is uh, she's the top vaginal plastic surgeon in Arizona. She used to be a trauma surgeon. Now she focuses on women's health and uh, you know, of my clients in Genius Network are either integrative docs, functional medicine docs, regular MDs, uh, chiropractors, uh, naturopaths, uh, psychologists, psychiatrists. I, you know, what I focus on in Genius Network is is health, wealth, and health is what I call it. Mental and physical health, wealth, not just making money, but uh, not losing it. As you know, those are two different skill sets. And then uh, Elf, you know, easy, lucrative, and fun. And so uh, gyms, uh, yeah, I could work out at home, but I I just like the idea that I can pop around wherever I'm at at a particular time if I can't stay to a particular schedule. Because I'm, you know, even though I wrote a book with Hal Elrod and Anna David called The Miracle Morning for Addiction Recovery, um, you know, there's oftentimes I can't work out in the morning, even though I prefer it that way. Uh, and I'll be somewhere and I want to be close to a gym. So if I can do that, oh. great. yeah. So I, I yeah, like yeah. the options. It's not that expensive. That makes sense though. I like that a lot. I had never thought of that. See that that's why I asked that question. The other part is you mentioned early uh, marketing versus influence. How do you differentiate between both of them? Because a lot of people that we see out there right now are using influence to sell things that they really don't believe in and then that becomes part of their marketing uh, how do you differentiate between both you know what i'll do I'll, let me define a little deeper on uh selling versus marketing selling is what you do to get someone on the phone or face to face with you okay uh it's usually manual it's usually involving you know how you talk what you say and marketing is getting someone on the phone or face-to-face with you properly positioned. 
So by the time they're talking to you or your team or visiting your store or your website or whatever you do, if you're an online marketer, if you're brick and mortar, whatever, they are pre-interested, pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed to give you money. Pre-interested, mm. pre-motivated, pre-qualified, and predisposed. So marketing is about positioning. Selling is about what you say to someone when they're there with you or when your team is there with them, if you have salespeople, or if you have team members, everyone is in the marketing business. Uh, people that, you know, the unfortunate thing about the term marketing is it's very broad. I will often run across people that are like, I'm in marketing. Where'd you learn? Oh, you know, I got a job at this thing. Okay. So you're in the marketing. Have you ever read any books on marketing? No, I've read one or no, I've read, <laughs> I've read, I've read over a thousand books. I've spent over $2 million on my marketing education. And People ask, well, where'd you, you know, where'd you get your degree? And I, I, I was just, uh, do you know Vern Harnish? He, he's the founder of uh, EO Entrepreneurs Organization. So, yep. I, I just spoke two days ago. I spoke at his scaling up event in Denver, Colorado. And Vern, uh, you know, Vern's coached thousands and thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs. He built one of the largest entrepreneurial organizations in in the world. And, um, you know, so he reads uh, continuously all of these uh, different. Uh, books and he uh yeah he read uh, what's in it for them and he he's chosen it as the best business book of the year and he actually sets one of the best business books of the entire century we've got him on you know even have it on videos how he introduced me and the thing is is like uh, there are people that will call themselves uh experts in a particular area but they've not even really done the work and so i showed my report card you know, because and I said it jokingly, I said, this is the level of talent that Vern is bringing me to talk to all of you. And I showed my report card from the highly esteemed Chandler Gilbert Community College. And I got a C in principles of marketing and I failed owning and operating a small business, which is true. So I have no college degree in anything, <laughs> awesome. but I'll say just like Abe Lincoln, I'm self-taught. You know, I spent a lot of time, effort, you know, time, attention, money, effort and energy into uh, marketing, but I applied it. And, and I had to learn how to do selling, uh, selling carpet cleaning. And I say to people, if you have anything that you're doing that's even remotely more sexy and exciting than carpet cleaning, you could probably utilize my, you know, my marketing strategies that I learned because I had to figure out how to sell something nobody wants to buy. And if you're if you get into an accidental business or industry like I did early on in the carpet cleaning business, um, you know, selling something nobody wants, you have to figure out how to effectively sell to them. And there was no internet back then. I couldn't do, it was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was no LinkedIn. There was no Twitter. There's no TikTok. I mean, even to this day, I don't use very much social media, even though I have quite a few people that follow me. Uh, I'm not a big social media guy in terms of what I like. So I don't like being used by social media. I like utilizing it. I don't like being used by anything. And I suggest don't use people utilize people. Don't let people use you, let them utilize you. And if they don't, walk away from it. And, and as far as all the distribution systems, and there's a lot of ways to get a message out, put the messages that I think are most useful for the marketplace and especially for building a career and even a good reputation is just put usefulness out into the world. Now, some usefulness is people just want to laugh. They want to be entertained. Some people want to be shocked. Uh, but in the world of, of of business and commerce, you know, money earned ethically is a byproduct of value creation, which is something my dear friend Dan Sullivan says. And uh, yeah, so think of selling as influence. Think of marketing as storytelling. And the more effective you are at influence, and the, and the better you can weave together a story, uh, the the more effective you're going to be. And here's the funny thing. People don't give a crap about what's in it for you. They care about what's in it for them. That's what people are thinking about. And if you can tell a story that resonates what they want, helps them get what they want, and you can, there's a big difference between pursuing an opportunity versus being an opportunist. And when you show up with opportunist energy versus helpful giver energy, you get a completely different response from people. So true, man. Very true. Uh, how do we then, when we show up with this energy to want to help others, how do we protect ourselves from people that want to use that energy and not utilize it? 
Yeah, that well, for one, just watch it how people respond. Uh, what humans want is they want more woo and less ah. So that's what we want. Everything like today, you're going to go throughout the day and you're going to avoid ah, you're going to look for woo. So yeah. people are like, oh, let me go on the internet and get a lot of woo, you know, a little get a dopamine hit. Uh, but I'm going to go into a cold plunge and a sauna later today. Okay. And I'm going to be like, ah, when I get into the cold plunge because it yeah. sucks in the very beginning. But the woo that I get from the dopamine hit and how it makes me feel is worth the ah. So not everything that produces a great result is comfortable. Mm. There's a difference between having confidence and courage. Certain things require courage. But in terms of how do you protect yourself, how do you avoid the, the thing is, is you watch for the energy exchange. What I recommend to young people, especially when they're trying to forge a path, because mm-hmm. um, I, I wrote this book really for myself and for my younger self and to try to help the givers of the world be better boundary protected givers. And I am constantly recommending to people, make sure that your want, which everyone has, when you show up with a want that you have a give that is equal to or maybe even greater than your want. So that if you want something from somebody you also are ready to give them something equal to or better than you want. So you're not taking. Now you can't always do that. If you're, you know, if you fall down and you you're hurting and you're asking for help, you know, it, mm-hmm. that's a different scenario. You know, it's an emergency. Yeah. There, and there's nothing wrong with being in a hurting, desperate situation. Cause one of the first things I talk about in chapter one of what's in it for them is be a pain detective, you know, look for the pain that people have in their lives and show up with ways to be useful and helpful. However, most of the time, you know, I'm not going to go to a restaurant and want food because I'm going to want to eat lunch later, you know, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, uh, you know, most of my food I make myself. Uh, However, if I go to a restaurant, you know, I'm going to pay for the food. Uh, You know, I may be hungry, but they need to get paid their business. And so how are you going to pay somebody with your want? With You're going to give them your time attention, money, effort, energy, you're going to be useful. And if people show up with all want, but no, no give after a while, you can't stand those people. They drive you crazy. If they text you, your immediate visceral reaction is to look at your phone and be like, ah, so yeah, I just tell people be a gauge, be a pain detective. Like, look, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the metal detector. Take her, take her, take her, take her versus give her, give her, give her, give her. And so you look for giver energy, look for usefulness. You look for people that appreciate you, um, people that utilize you. I mean, uh, people will ask me for marketing advice. I will give them marketing advice and I will tell them, listen to my podcasts or mm-hmm. download, you know, I, I mean, look, there's, uh, You'll have time um, before this uh, is over uh, to, if you haven't registered this already. But if Tristan's free book is available, register that domain uh, because I have a book uh, that I give away called Life Gives to the Giver. And it's at uh, joesfreebook.com. So if someone doesn't even have money to you know, get my book, what's in it for them, they can go get one of my books, joesfreebook.com. And they can download Life Gives to the Giver. If they want the physical copy, they I'll send it to them for free if they pay for shipping and handling. And unlike some people that give away a free book that's a crappy book and then they put them into an upsell funnel that just hammers the hell out of them. Yeah. I don't I don't put people into an upsell funnel that hammers the heck out of them. As a matter of fact, they don't need to buy anything from me. And I bond with people if they like my emails and they read them and I play the long game. And I share very useful stuff every time I send out an email. And at the bottom of my emails, it says, here's, you know, three or four ways I can help you. And and so mm. the, the, my emails are all about usefulness. They're all about bonding. And, and, and it's very, you know, I, and I'm a big believer in selling, you know, my favorite definition of selling came from um, my friend, Dan Sullivan. He's the founder of strategic coach. And uh, we do a podcast together called 10 X talk. And uh, his his, uh, I asked him, you know, how would you define selling years ago? And he said this, and I wrote it down because it was really profound. And so I, I, I have, uh, you know, I have it in memory. Uh, selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it again. So getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them 
and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. And I will have asked crowds, what do you think the most important words in that definition are? And people will say, you know, commit or take action, uh, engage. And I'll say, well, it's good for them because you can get someone intellectually and emotionally engaged in porn, eating crappy fast food, uh, pursuing some ego-based nonsense, selling crap in a box because you can make money. Uh, you know, crap but, in a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there are, there's a lot of people that call themselves thought leaders, you know, and I, like I said, you know, I can come up with a thought. I Yo, like start that company crap in a box, but it's the opposite inside. Wouldn't that be hilarious? No, totally. Totally. So let's take uh, like Tristan's free book. So you could, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that you've written that you've created that you can give away for free. It'll start the conversation. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just a really good model. So I will tell people, you know, I don't know how to be useful. How do I want to sell what it is that I sell? It's like, can you assemble a short book? Can you put together your ideas, your thoughts? It could be your favorite quotes. It could be stories of where you've learned. Like I end every chapter of what's in it for them with uh, what I call dominoes. And so like everyone, if you think about it and, and, and do this exercise yourself right now, Tristan, like think of what are the books that I've read that were the first dominoes that changed the trajectory of my life, how I think how I operate, what encouraged me, what inspired me, what caused me to start doing something, stop doing something. And it's not just books. There's people, there's ideas, there's activities. And so I try to give people dominoes because I really didn't write a timely book. Uh, This is a timeless book. I hope when I'm no longer on this planet, that I've left some uh, principles that will influence and encourage uh, future generations uh, because I really want to inspire uh, to whatever degree I can people to be better boundary givers. And, and I'm not, I, I, my ego is, is uh, even though we all have egos and they could be used for good or they could be the enemy, my ego is not foolish enough to think that I'm going to change the world. You know, I mean, if you if people say I'm going to change the world, everyone needs it. It's like, well, if you want to change the world, change one person's life first, then five people, then 10 people, then 20, then maybe 50, maybe 100. And maybe you'll, you know, impact many, many more. And so when people are are coming at it from like, I cannot tell you how many people and you've, you've heard this, I'm sure a lot of times where people they won't they haven't started anything because their idea is so big and grandiose. That they're they have to get ready until the whole world is ready for their game changing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's nonsense. You know, it's it's the star thrower story, you know, where the 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 there's many versions of this story, but you know, an old man's walking along the beach and he sees a figure down by the you know, by the by the water, and he walks down, notices it's a kid picking up starfish and throwing the starfish in the ocean, and the old man goes up and says, Son, what are you doing? And the kid's like, Well, I'm throwing the starfish in the ocean because if i don't they're gonna they're gonna die they've washed up on shore and the old man's like well son there's thousands of starfish screwed throughout the ocean here you know what difference do you think it's gonna make the little kid leans down picks one up throws it in the ocean says what well, made a difference for that one and so <laughs> you know that's the thing you can make a difference today with by you know anyone listening to this right now think of who are the most important valuable people in your life that have been a domino for you or that you just care about. They could be friends. They could be family. They could be a boss. They could be a, a team member. They could be people you work with, someone, you know, whatever. It's a great and, question, man. I highlighted that over here yeah. because it goes deep. You're right. It's a super deep question because it's not just books and people. It can be jobs, experiences. What were those dominoes that were for, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of first principles thinking. Uh, which is like, we're going down to the basic, to the bottom, which is, but we're doing it the opposite. It's like, what was that first domino that started this whole thing for you? What a great question, man. And I'll tell you, Tristan, like, I'm surprised how many people forget who brought them to the dance party. You know, they, 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 they often get so caught up that they forget that someone made the connection. Now, certain people can get you to one place and you, and it doesn't make sense to continue in, in a, you know, it's not like you have to owe somebody forever, but just simple appreciation and acknowledgement and gratitude. 
you know, there's that saying the the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So most oh, people's God. attention goes to what's the squeaky wheel. But my friend, you know, Peter Diamandis says the squeaky wheel gets replaced. And so, <laughs> you know, it's like if someone's really annoying, get them the hell out of your life. And, uh, and, and oftentimes the people, the wheels that aren't squeaking are the ones you really need to give attention to because they're not a pain in the ass. I mean, how much of our time gets sucked up by energy draining vampires while we oftentimes can forget to and neglect the relationships of the really good friend or wife or husband or partner or, you know, team member that's amazing and just does their work. But you have to give all your attention to the drama queen or the drama king. And, um, you know, and it's 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 that sort of stuff. So drama costs money, which is something my friend Keith Cunningham says. And, um, you know, yeah, look for the dominoes that are good dominoes, because there are negative dominoes, too. Everyone's had an experience that put their life in a trajectory that was negative. But uh, yeah. Which is also a good question as an alternative, too. It's like, well, were the good ones or were the bad ones? Y- yes, exactly. No, I, I you know, I have a a, a, a tool in, in Genius Network called uh, Elf versus Half, where we have people list all the people, projects, and activities that are Elf and uh, easy, lucrative, and fun, and which ones are Half, which are hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And oftentimes, they can be hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating, because not all money is created equal. Look, I mean, you, you're you involved in real estate. You, the real estate industry is filled with uh, a lot of negotiation. And there are a lot of scoundrels that get real joy out of scraping every bit of flesh off the carcass of desperate humans in order to make real estate deals happen in some cases. And it's unnecessary and oftentimes cruel to have mm. such an opportunistic operating system to where you know you got to get every single thing you can as if it's like a game and i think whenever you can do a transformation instead of a transaction you're going to not only feel better you're going to bring better energy to something and people are going to like you more because you know there's never really a lot of value in doing things in a way where people dislike you and um a lot of people operate that way i'm no it's funny i got this 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 funny uh screen background and i noticed this mic that i is pointing up here but people that aren't watching this on video yeah you know they they often won't see this fancy little what's it for them screen that one of my team members lauren made for oh, me dude, it's a great <laughs> thing you've got a qr code on your left in the book on the right and the yellow background uh, i love it I'm yeah, digging, buddy. <laughs> and then the gaping void is the ones that uh, that do the do the artwork. Like and this book is published by Hay House, and um, you know we we went through. Can we do a crazy cover like this? But you know, I, I really like it. I I did a, a podcast with uh, Reed Tracy, the founder of Hay House, yesterday, and he's like, "I love the cover of your book," and I'm like, "This is great." It is a fun cover, man. It really helps you focus on the words more than anything else, which was really important, by the way. That was the first thing that stood out. It's like, what's in it for them? And then I look at the colors. No, no, thank you. And you know what? That's the what you just said there, even though you described the cover. That's what I want people to do. I want them to focus on what's in it for them. That, yeah. that needs to be the question that you go into. You don't need to, but I'm just saying... You know, I mean, treat everything I'm saying like a 12 step group, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. You know, it's it's like I I, I just feel people will be way more. Uh, it will give them an advantage if That's they true. go into a situation where you're really thinking about what's the pain that this person has? How can I be a pain detective? How can I identify what sort of problems, challenges or opportunities? How, how can what I'm doing help get them there. And if if what you're doing in selling and offering cannot, then don't try to tell them it will. You know, uh, my friend Dean Jackson, who I do my marketing podcast, which, you know, we have a podcast called I Love Marketing. And he's, oh, the, he, yeah. he, he created in 1997, the very first squeeze page where you have to put your name and email uh, in order to go to the next page. So the modern day opt-in page on with internet marketing, he's responsible for the first iteration of that. And now, you know, literally hundreds of millions of websites have that. And he has this great line where he says, 
a compelling offer is 10 times more powerful than a convincing argument. And you can, I don't like trying to convince people of stuff. You know, people are like, why should I join Genius Network? It's like, well, for one, you know, you need obviously uh, fill out an application. You need to kind of go through the process, one, all, all that stuff. But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where I don't want to convince you. You know, I mean, we, we you know, I, I, want, I want people to be enrolled. Uh, I don't want to talk people into stuff. Talking people into things is kind of an annoying. Now, let me give you a caveat. If someone's getting in trouble, if someone's going down a, a particular path, there are times where you need to use pressure and hopefully it's positive pressure, right? I deal with a lot of people that struggle with addictions. I mean, you think talking someone into buying a, a book or a course is difficult. Uh, what about someone that's, you know, their life is spiraling out of control and they're, you know, on a drug binge or a sex binge or a gambling binge or a cryptocurrency binge or, oh, damn. You, know, you know, all the different, uh, you know, a workaholism binge, you know, because workaholism is a respectable addiction. And so I deal with, very, <laughs> you know, yeah, I that's a, said that. well, it's a subtitle from a book on workaholism and, 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 you know, workaholism is one of these performance addictions where the world rewards you. You can make money, you can get status and people can think you're really awesome and you can bullshit yourself into thinking that, you know, you're, you're expanding the world and expanding your life. When you're contracting yourself, you're destroying your health, you're destroying relationships and you're in such a pursuit. You know, it's like this, um, there was a movie made about my life that we just premiered for the first time about a, a week ago and it's called connected the Joe Polish story. And, uh, and, and it was put together, uh, I knew it was being made because someone, you know, my assistant told me someone wanted to make a movie about me and I tried to guess who it was and it, and, and I didn't find out till a year later after the movie was made, after we screened it in front of all my Genius Network members, that it was a guy named Devon Patel, who, uh, you know, is a real successful business guy that funded the making of this movie. Oh, and, wow. And he, uh, yeah, someone wants to watch the trailer, it's, it's online, but, um, you know, basically, um, he uh, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, I, I say this Charles Bukowski, who was the alcoholic poet, he had this poem which goes along the lines of take the writer away from the typewriter and all you have left is a sickness which started them writing in the first place. And I change that to take the business owner away from or the entrepreneur away from business and all you have left is a sickness which started them running a business in the first place <laughs> so true entrepreneurs are this driven compulsion to do stuff right and i love achievers i mean the world advances on the backs of its neurotics so there's certainly a lot of weird individuals that run companies and run businesses yeah but, but ultimately um i like achievement i like driving metaphorically speaking, I like going fast. I like operate with a sense of urgency. I like doing stuff. But if you're driving off cliffs, if you're driving into other people, if you're, if you're wrecking yourself, then you have to really step back and say, what's going on? And the opposite of addiction is connection. And if you're disconnected with yourself, you're going to be disconnected with others. And if you're really disconnected, you're going to look for ways to soothe the pain. You know, I, my friend Gabor Mate says the question is not why the addiction, but why the pain. And we live in a society that's trying to punish pain out of people and trying to make them, you know, think that everything is a choice where a lot of this is just we're a skin bag of biochemical you know, substances from serotonin and dopamine and and we're pursuing um, things that the craving brain is pursuing. Uh, but if the craving brain is out of control, uh, then it's going to do damage to itself and it's going to do damage to other people. So one of the tricks that I often do is I sell people what they want and do my best to give them what they need. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, it's like a Flintstone vitamin. You make it taste like candy. So the kids, and That's I'm not, so suggest, yeah, I'm not so suggesting good. Flintstone vitamins are the best vitamins. I'm just, <laughs> they taste good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using it as a metaphor. And so the thing is, is like, oftentimes you need to, uh, you know, you need to really evaluate um, to what degree your activities and your investments uh, are really cost versus investments that your Tammy is producing uh, value for yourself and others. And, and an analogy I use with my entrepreneurs is 
if you had a million dollar racehorse and every time that horse ran a race, you'd make a million dollars, how would you treat that horse? Uh, you would have the best trainers, the best nutrition, the best races you would put that horse in. Uh, you would make sure that that horse gets proper exercise, nutrition, uh, rest. You would allow that horse to rejuvenate. That's what you would do. What would you not do? You would not have that horse up at 3 a.m. watching porn, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, <laughs> uh, you know, eating crappy fast food. You wouldn't have that horse uh, drinking coffee <laughs> in the morning without any nutrition. Uh, you know, you might, you know, maybe you'd have, but that's a whole, it's funny because 90% of the population consumes the drug called caffeine every day as if this is a normal thing. Oh, yeah. and, uh, so, you know, you would take care of that horse. You wouldn't have it hanging around negative other horses. You wouldn't be beating the hell out of the horse. <laughs> you wouldn't be overtraining the horse. And then I say to the entrepreneurs, well, you're the million dollar racehorse. You know, you can't win million dollar races with hundred thousand dollar habits. You can't win win million dollar races with you know twenty dollar you know uh, an hour activities if you want to make a million bucks a year. You you got to be in the right races. You know, my friend Nick Peterson says you never win a race you don't want to be in. And some games in life, the only way you win is you don't play. And and so a lot of people need to quit playing these games, and they need to quit associating with certain people. And if you want to really get the most out of the world, you got to be the best out of the world. You got to be one of the best, most conscientious, empathetic givers that you can possibly be. And you don't need to be an expert at everything. You just need to be a little bit better than people that suck at what, what it is that your category or your business is in. You know, it, like it's so funny. I, I built the largest training organization in the world for carpet and upholstery cleaners and people that do fire and flood restoration in the 90s. Uh, teaching marketing. And uh, so I've taught thousands and thousands of service businesses how to package themselves, how to market themselves, how to uh, how to do it without bait and switch advertising, without high pressure selling, how to, how to do it ethically, how to educate consumers with consumer awareness guides and all kinds of stuff. And I am so surprised at how many people in the service business industry do not even understand what service even means. And I mean, and so you, you just need to think about what's in it for them and listen to what people complain about. You know, I, I write in the book about a conversation I had with Gary Chapman, who wrote uh, the five love languages. And years ago, I I was talking to him after uh, a talk he had given. And he said, if you want to know what someone's love language is, listen to what they complain about. And, you know, it's like, man, the world has a lot of pain. And if you're, if you become a really caring, empathetic pain detective, wherever there's anxiety, there's opportunity. And if you can listen to where people are hurting and you can bring some solutions to that pain, to that suffering, and you can reduce it or eliminate it, not only do you have an opportunity to make money and maybe a lot more than you're currently making uh, but you have the opportunity to sleep better at night you have an opportunity to feel really good about yourself because you know if, if someone's having a bad day or they're depressed or they're anxiety ridden or they're lonely if you can help someone else who's lonely depressed anxious has addictions you know i mean i've been through i've been in recovery for over 20 years i've sat in numerous you know recovery groups, 12 steps and therapy. I've done all kinds of therapy and, and recommend if your life is really messed up and stuff, um, you know, seek out and help other people because, you know, one of the best ways to feel better is to help other people. And uh, sometimes you can't fix their problems, but you can oftentimes listen, you can hold their hand, you can be a companion. Uh, some people, if they're dying, you know, you, you, you may not be able to, cure or solve their disease. I mean, if, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, I've had situations, you know, as a primary caretaker for my father, when he died 20 years ago, my friend, Dr. Janice Dorn, when she was dying of cancer at 78 years old, and you sit with someone who's, you know, a a very close, dear friend, Uh, you know, my best friend, Sean Stevenson, I was at the hospital when he died. In 2019, that one of the the big reasons I took a one-year sabbatical last year is I just had several people die. 
And, you know, sometimes the best you can do is just love them and be there because at some point that's going to happen to all of us. And that's why it's important to develop relationships. And as you go out and build a business and a career, you don't leave a lot of scorched earth. You know, don't, don't give people reasons to, to hate you or despise you. Don't steal from people. Don't take from people. Don't, you know, it's, uh, you know, all forms of taking uh, against someone's will is uh, a form of, of rape. And uh, you don't want to do that, you know, and people will subtly uh, take advantage and it's not, um, it's, it's not karmically very rewarding. Uh, it will come back to haunt. And uh, I believe, you know, and, and, and it's hard because sometimes people look at, you know, right now, for the last two years, they have, and when I say they, there's a lot of takers in the world that are extraordinarily opportunistic and they are willing to hurt and kill other people in order to get ahead. There's a lot of global trauma. There's a lot of leaders that are lying to the public. Uh, they're, they're misleading people and there's and people are losing trust and faith. And when that is happening around you, the more you can resource yourself and esteem yourself through your activities and how you treat people and how you care about them, even when it's really hard. And it's really hard if you're desperate or you're hungry or you're hurting. Uh, that's why it's really important to uh, surround yourself as much as possible with uh, people that will help you when you're hurting. Uh, the world really needs givers right now. Um, they they really need people that are because so much when the world gets desperate, people get desperate and they start taking. And, you know, I, I hope that the book right now is an important, uh, at least reminder for people how to protect themselves from the takers, how to really think about the dominoes in your life that have made the most difference. Uh, we even have a section in the book on how to use marketing to find true love, as crazy as that sounds, because, wow. you know. I've uh, I've interviews with uh, you know Neil Strauss, who's a guy that wrote the game years ago on on the the world of uh, pickup artists, and then ten years later he wrote a book called The Truth <laughs> of Lessons He Learned from wow. That, and I helped him with that book, The Truth, and I did an interview with him uh, that we you know when people get the book, there's uh, a site where they can go and they can listen to they can go as deep as they want with the topics of this book and the dominoes that I share in the book and they don't have to pay for anything. It's all free is, when someone buys the book. And, um, you know, one of them is with Annie Lala, who's this amazing love coach. And, uh, you know, in 2017, she helped me draft a, uh, a singles ad that, uh, helped me really get clear on what I'm looking for and what I'm not looking for. And we've had a lot of people that are married and in relationships, mostly women that have gone through that process and have shared how helpful it has been for them to deepen the existing relationships that they were in and some that were ready to leave their relationships and get out of them because they were so frustrated. And so we have a process on how to think about what you bring to the table, what you're looking for, what you're not looking for, because part of marketing, as you know, is attracting who you want to attract and repelling who you don't want to attract. So, and, and when I say repel, it's not meaning going out and being offensive. You know, you're not trying to purposely be a hurtful person. And, and you know, I, I want people to feel better about, you know, I, if nothing else, if people can sleep better at night as a result of how they, you know, who they, they've cleaned up some messes, they've, they've walked away from uh, some toxic relationships. They've better boundaried themselves from the narcissist and the and the abusers and the takers of the world. I will feel better. I just had to package up these capabilities in a book, but it's really a character book that more than it is a capability book. Uh, I want people to really, you know, hone their what what's their philosophies and their you know you you don't lasting happiness does not come through consuming the value systems of other people. It comes through creating your own and you certainly can learn i learned from you know i've read over a thousand books i've been to more seminars and stuff than people that than most people i know uh, i run genius network it's one of the highest level connection groups in the world uh, i'm around successful people all the time i'm constantly learning but i also learned that 
I can accomplish more through unlearning than I can through learning. So I'm, I'm always looking how to unlearn beliefs that I have that may, that I may think I'm right. Cause see, I've, I've learned that everyone thinks they're right. I think I'm right. Most of the time, everything I'm saying here is this, my current level of consciousness <laughs> and uh, 10 years from now, I may look back and say, I did that interview with Tristan. And I was kind of pontificating about some sort of crap. And I can't believe I said that. I mean, my ego <laughs> Must really, you know, had had so I, I do my best not to believe my own PR. Uh, you know, uh, I have a dear friend Dave Keckett, who unfortunately passed away last year. He spent half of his life uh, in a wheelchair, paralyzed from the chest down, and in spite of that, the guy just was such a a brilliant man. And he says, "Life is seldom as great as it seems when it's going well, or seldom as bleak as it seems when it's going wrong. Lighten up, you'll live longer." And, you know, so bring a yeah. bring a sense of lightness. You know, when the when the world is painful, like try to get around people that laugh. I mean, you can gauge the value of most relationships by how often you laugh together. And That's when true. your life is really painful, shit, man, infuse some humor into it. Go to a comedy club, learn how to do improv, and go help other people that are hurting. Go volunteer at a you know, at a, at a, at a clinic, at a children's hospital, at a, a homeless shelter, at an animal shelter, go to, uh, you know, go to recovery groups. I mean, there's so much suffering in the world. And if you have the ability to walk and talk and listen and write and, and, and lend a hand, there's, I mean, there's so many relationships just waiting for people, uh, but they're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna, just sit and do affirmations and have them land in your lap. You you have no. to do the reps. You got to yeah. go, you know, uh, your, your network is your net worth. You've heard that before. It's yeah. called net work. You have to go work. You know, the reason they call it work is that left to people's own devices. If you didn't incentivize people to do stuff, they probably wouldn't do it. Well, it's so, like, it's like that saying on the gym, right? Effort is your responsibility, right? So that's exactly. That's, so you like got to respond. You 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 totally got to respond with with ability. So yeah. So th that's a, some of my rants that I. <laughs> I love that man. Look, Joe. It wasn't it wasn't ranting. It was a lot of, I thought, structured thinking. Right. Look at that. Um, wow, that's great. They, yeah. I, I just I highlighted two areas. Uh, one was the chapter, the name of chapter one, which I thought is a great place to start with any business and, and social media, if you want to approach it that way, which was how are the sub, how are they suffering and how can I help? I thought that was brilliant. Thank right. You. That's a dude, that's a whole book on its own. Um, and then the other part is when you were talking about dominoes, what were the first books and people? I think that that's such a beautiful question that, that we really need to dig on a deeper Joe. How do we get more of you? Where do we go? Well, I'll tell you, like uh, joesfreebook.com uh, is probably one of the best things because in in that book, uh, they're very short, one to three page chapters of all kinds of different musings on health, uh, relationships, marketing, addiction. So uh, I just try to fill that with things that would just be really helpful and useful to other humans. Um, my name, Joe Polish, is my website, joepolish.com. And the book is what's in it for them. Uh, I, I think if people just go to what's in it for them.com and get the book, uh, I think that'll be a, a really great place uh, for people to start. And then I suggest people develop their own genius network, you know, and I take people through an exercise uh, in genius network on how to identify the most important dominoes in their life, the people, and identify what are the capabilities that those people have. And then you ask the question, how can I help them? before you ask, how can they help me? And when you, in order to get what you want, pick the right people to give your time, attention, money, effort, and energy to, and do it authentically, you know, because there's true connecting and then there's connecting. A lot of influencers oh. will do these videos. I mean, I wish I could name names, but it just will kind of deflate the bubble for some people. They get, <laughs> yeah. they get really encouraged by some people that are famous and have millions of followers and I and I know many of these people personally and I've seen who they are backstage and I see what they do front stage and the people that become my true friends are how are people that are more powerful treat people that are less powerful than them do they say thank you when someone holds a door open for them are they nice to waiters do they abuse their staff 
uh, or are they, you know, do, uh, do, are they courteous to their team members? Uh, mm, are they always true, kissing up to famous people, but then they treat everyone that they think is below them like crap? So, you know, I have a lot of relationships and, and, and acquaintances, but the, the people that become part of my inner circle, I look for who are they, who are they off stage versus who are they are on stage? Uh, you know, anyone can give a performance, but to live a life that you're really just a genuine, really cool human. So in a lot of ways, you know, um, my book is how not to be an asshole and how to, uh, you know, how, how to, uh, get rid of, uh, assholes and, um, and boundary yourself from them if you have to encounter them, because people will try to intimidate you and you will experience it in the business world. But, you know, I have the top, uh, you know, influence expert in the world, Dr. Robert Cialdini, dear friend of mine for almost 30 years, has read wow. the whole book, endorses it. Chris Voss, who's the top FBI hostage negotiator, former international FBI hostage negotiator, uh, one of the t- top, he's, he's currently the top selling negotiation expert in the world. He, he endorsed my book. BJ Fogg, you know, the professor at at uh, Stanford, who one of his students is the co-founder of Instagram that created the Fog Behavioral Model. He's one of the top behavioral researchers in the world, read my whole book, endorses it. Uh, his, you know, so like this book has been read and embraced by some of the smartest people that teach people stuff that I can't even begin to teach at their levels. Whoa. So I'm just trying to add to the uh, amazing wisdom and knowledge that's already out there in the world and to try to help you know, um, how to help people enhance themselves, you know, so many books are what's wrong with you and how to fix it versus what's right with you and how to enhance it. So I just want this book to be a, a catalyst for the, uh, for the givers of the world to be better. Uh, and I hope to, uh, along the way, help them boundary themselves around the takers because people that don't like me are usually offended. Cause I just call out that taker activity all the time. And I'm fine. With I love that. that. Because, yeah. I don't, I don't like people that are abusive and I don't like narcissists and, and uh, yeah. yeah, status seeking bozos that, you know, try to pretend like they're helping people when they're really all they care about is uh, their own egos. Them. Joe, thank you for being on, man. We're, we're a fan. We're definitely a fan here at success. So thank you, sir. Thank you so I much, appreciate man. it, Tristan. I and, appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.